Realtor.com. We are making financial sense today with uh, Alan Holgum, who's joining us today. Uh, Alan, thank you for pinch hitting for Merle, who is under the weather this week. Well, it's uh, uh, apparently uh, Merle just couldn't couldn't do it. You know, a mm-hmm. whole week of vacation, he needs some time to recover from that. So. Yeah, you 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 do, you really do. And then once you get sick, on top of that, stuff just starts piling it, it on. Happens. And it's, that's the way it works. That's why we're here. Exactly. But, but Mike, you know, I I didn't even tell you, you know, before we started today. You know, because I wanted to save it for the air. Okay. But today is a significant day in I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a significant day in like human history. Okay. But a significant day in Hubblegum Law Firm history, and that today literally is our tenth anniversary. Oh, today is today. the day that the charter was signed. It is, Mike. You know, we had, uh, uh, it, and it's crazy because I was thinking this whole you know last month, or I took a look at the calendar a while back, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, I'm going to be off. I'm gonna, it's a Saturday, you know, so I'm not going to we're not going to meet client meetings on a Saturday. Uh, you know, the whole thing. And, and is, is that a little anticlimactic? And then, you know, maybe, maybe Merle sensed this, even though he didn't know it. <laughs> and he just uh, sure. cosmically took the day off and said, you got a pinch hit so we could actually do a little official Haugam Law Firm business on the air. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And hey, you know, people say that tongue in cheek, but and especially in this business, that is a significant milestone for somebody like you, because obviously you got to start out somewhere in a partner, uh, you know, get in at yep. the ground level somewhere and to be able to build up enough resources like that to say, hey, check this out. I'm going to break away, go on my own, develop my own client base, and then have that succeed for a decade is, is not a small feat by any means. No, it was, it was fantastic, you know, and uh, uh, not to bore everyone with the details, but, you know, before uh, uh, I had spent about uh, 10 years in, uh, in a, a prior partnership, we had uh, two of us in the end were partners with about seven attorneys and 30 employees. And, and it worked out that, you know, six of the attorneys and 27 of the employees did one thing at that old law firm. And then uh, myself and a couple others did something, you know, separately. So it, it worked out, you know, and it was, uh, you know, a no hard feelings kind of thing. You know, everybody just it just sort of made a little bit more sense to have kind of separate this into two entities. But it was scary. You know, it was, it was mm-hmm. completely scary to all of a sudden be you know, on your own. And instead of having seven attorneys to talk to every uh, Monday morning, you know, it was me and I had kind of a network of them. Now we've built that back up. So now we have a four and, uh, and looking like uh, number five. So it's, uh, it's been fantastic since then. It's been a great 10 years. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on that. I'm glad we Thank get you. to, I'm glad we get to share this, uh, this experience together then on the 10 year anniversary of the, of the business here in Wausau. And, you know, to be able to do it uh, in an area like this as well is also oh. a, a great thing because, uh, you know, there's a lot of worse places to be stuck in the world than Wausau. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I, I think this is one of the best places you could possibly find yourself. Right. Um, I think I love it here. That's uh, the it's one of the reasons I, you know, even going to school came back. You know, I'm from Edgar originally. I'm from about 20 miles just mm-hmm. uh, uh, due west of Wausau and just love the area and, uh, you know, graduated from Madison, uh, wanted to f- to to experience a bigger city, come from Edgar, you know, and they lived in, you know, Wausau, Madison, those kind of things. So I went to the Twin Cities. Absolutely. You know, and uh, and I, I went to law school at the University of Minnesota. And the, uh, you know, really all I wanted to do was come back. So all I want to do is come back to, to this area. Uh, and I did, uh, mm-hmm. strangely enough, you know, a year before I graduated, um, I was out at National Mall in Washington on the 4th of July and met Tommy Thompson. Really? Who was there. By himself with just like one <laughs> aide on National Mall. It was a crazy coincidence. I was with two friends, and uh, and and somebody else looked and said, "Well, wait a minute, Wisconsin, 
you're wearing a University of Minnesota law school T-shirt. <laughs> what, what's with this guy? And I said, are you kidding, Tommy? All I wanted to do was go over there, suck up some of that knowledge, and just bring it back and make Wisconsin better. <laughs> nice. And he gets a big you know, smile on his face. And as we're there, true story, um, we're there talking to Tommy Thompson with one aide. And I'm like, that's our governor. Because a friend of mine is from Indiana. And I'm like, that's our governor. He's like, that's not your governor. I'm like, that's our governor. He's standing <laughs> right there. And uh, uh, and we talked to him. And there was a, a documentary crew that came up with a camera and, like, a microphone. And and Tommy, Tommy Thompson grabbing a brat. This is – it was a, there was a thing on National Mall where they had – they celebrated, like, four things sure. at a time. So they, they would celebrate, like, um, you know, women's suffrage and uh, – you know, the, the, the colonizing of something, and then Wisconsin, you know, and next week it's going to be this other state and some other thing. It was just these, these um, great moments in, in human history. And, uh, and Wisconsin was one. So they had a little <laughs> bit of a, a, a stand there. They were selling brats and Leinenkugels on National <laughs> Mall. <laughs> Craziest thing ever. Wow. And, you know, in the, in the shadow of the, not quite the shadow of the Washington Monument, but, you know, the vision of the Washington Monument. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and all of a sudden a crew comes up and starts asking him questions, and Tommy just snaps right into well, Wisconsin is the you know the the home of the invention of the typewriter, and we are also the you know start. And it was like Wisconsin history just rolled off his tongue, and it was like a, a little just moment. And I'm like, this is fantastic. So that was uh so so all I wanted though was was thinking I want to get back to I want to get back here because I love it here. So it's and and you're right, it's a great place to have a law firm. It's it's a great place to to just to do everything. I've got friends who have uh, law firms in much bigger cities. Got friends who do what we do in similar size law firms, actually in very big cities. You know, up to you know the Twin Cities, Chicago, even New York. We got a few friends who, who work in New York, and uh, it's a little bit different. It's not the the feeling they get is a little bit. Uh, uh, there's just a little more just difficulty getting to work, and it's transportation, and it's you know just how tightly people are packed on every single block as far sure. as the eye could possibly see. And I think I we are just here in God's country and just having a great time. Yeah, indeed. And and uh, again, you, helping out your neighbors like yeah. that as well is, is another Absolutely. big part of it. And of course, that's what we do here uh, on the show as we are making financial sense. I'm WSAU News Director Mike Leishner. He is Alan Hogum. And Alan, uh, you know, it's only been a couple of weeks since we chatted. So I imagine yeah. not much has changed in the world of uh, of law. Is that correct? I mean, in, no switch has just flipped anywhere that's uh, <laughs> kind of thrown your world into a, into a spin cycle, has no, it? No monumental things, no. And and to be fair, I would say, you know, the, the cycle of, of legal changes is probably um, a little bit is annual. You know, you can just say, hey, what is upcoming? You know, what is being proposed? What is likely to uh, to, to pass and see the light of day? Uh, you know, and then you kind of turn the page after the end of a year or the end of a mid-year or the end of a, a budget cycle, and you say, well, okay, that, that change has happened. Um, how has that affected us? You know, here's what we thought was going to happen because of that. How has that affected us? And then, you know, how do we deal with it? How do we handle it? Um, and I would say, no, we haven't had any monumental changes. Obviously, we've had, you know, things in the news and, and things that sound like they're a big deal on a, a regular basis, including since we've talked. Mm-hmm. But I would say, for the most part, it's, you know, it's, it's probably a little bit more of, of today is just kind of looking back at saying maybe the last 10 years, you know, is, is a great way to do it. Or we sure. could, you know, I don't know if we can quite squeeze in the top 10 things that have happened <laughs> in the last 10 years. But I would say there have been some shifts and maybe some uh, uh, so, some different ways of looking at things that uh, that we've experienced. And, and you know, how do people react to that? Or if you could go back uh, 10 years or 20 years or 30 years or, you know, how would that look? Um, and, and, you know, how does that affect, you know, the next 10 or the next 20 or the next 30? 
So it's uh, you know probably maybe more of a big view today. Yeah, indeed. And of course, uh, our chat is just always a filler for your calls as well, because you do have a chance to speak with a, a licensed, real, in-the-flesh attorney here without a billable hour, which I don't. I guess I don't know. What is that going for these well, days? I don't know like, if we should advertise. Did you say without a billable hour? Without Mike? a billable hour. Are you hour, sure yes. about this? Can yes. we check the charter? I thought okay. maybe somebody, like, you know, what's your address, Mike? I could send you an invoice <laughs> at the end. No, we're just kidding, folks. We, uh, yeah, it, it is. It's yeah. one of those. But but truth be told, um, you know, one of my uh, mentors, you know, talked about um, that that's the way you operate. You know, you do a lot of things for free. We do an extraordinary amount of things for free. And people say, what? A lawyer? Do a law firm doing things for free? How do you survive 10 years, you know, doing things? And and to be fair, um, I didn't start my career 10 years ago. Right. I was, I was taking a look at it, and I think it is, I think it's 24 years ago, which mm-hmm. sounds crazy. It I was, you know, you look at it, and you're like, wow, 24 years. That's a, I'm getting close to a quarter century, just just, <laughs> just professionally. Like, right. Geez. But uh, but no, it, it's one of those things where, you know, every every client we see that comes in that we've never met before, uh, it's 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 a, a complimentary just kind of initial meeting. And you say, well, okay, well, that's one of those, like, 20-minute uh, things, or it's like a 15-minute phone call sort of deal. Say, no, 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 that's a two-hour sit-down. We're going through everything. And part of it is um, it, it's what can – what can reduce the barrier to entry? You know, what can uh, what can you do if someone says, I'm not super comfortable going to a lawyer, you know, a lawyer for the first time? It sounds like a really big, weighty topic. And and maybe it is. It, it, that, that could be fair. So if someone said, well, you have no idea what is possible. You have no idea really even what the issues are, much less what to do about them. And if you could take a look at the next 10 years or 20 years, or, or, or maybe it's just the next two years, um, what would be a better scenario? How could you be in a better position? Well, sometimes you don't even know the questions, you know, and, and I'm the same way in other situations. I don't know what the best, I don't know, plumbing changes are to my house or the best way to heat it or the best shingles or the whatever it is. And if, if someone came over and said, hey, you have to replace your roof, but uh, I'm going to charge you $300 just to come over and, and say hello and, and eyeball the roof and say, eh, I think you're good. Or maybe you need one. Well, maybe I wouldn't replace my roof. And maybe it starts leaking and maybe I get a catastrophe at some point because of it. So we said, well, how do you analogize that to the legal world? You know, if people um, might uh, be benefited if they do things a little bit differently, maybe they could save a little bit of tax money. Maybe they could save a little bit of money in their family. Maybe they could make it easier for um the kids and the grandkids or the best friends or the siblings or who ma- or the charities, you know, all of those things. Um, so maybe the better way to do that is to invite people in, say hello mm-hmm. and, and talk about it and not have some dollar amount front and center. Um, if and really only if there is something that um, that we could do for them. Well, then we say, all right, well, here's what the cost would be if you want to do it this way or that way or another way. And then you can choose. And mm-hmm. if someone says, no, I don't think any of those would help me. We don't see that too often. Right. If someone says, I don't know if that. I can't see a benefit of any of these things. He said, no, not too often, to be fair. But but if that happened, then that's okay. Mm-hmm. Then uh, um, we, we serve the community, and we served one family with just um, educating them about the options, and that's okay with me. 715-845-2155 is the number to call. So if you do have a question for Alan, uh, we've got a couple of phone lines open right now, so feel free to give us a call. We'll get to those next here on WSAU. Increased. Um, I think the the kind of the willingness to say, is there a better way to do it? And, and I'm not committing to saying, okay, right now I am, I need to do the Cadillac of all Cadillac plans, 
But I think, you know, there is a, a definite shift in that more than 10 years ago. And again, I, we're going to look back on I've got the 24 years of, uh, <laughs> of this now. But, you know, it used to be just tax. It used to be just tax. And I think this is, you, you know, there's even a kind of a corollary to the financial world. You know, in, in our business, it was just how do we save a, a tax dollar? And can we? Yeah, we can do that. And they say, well, great. In the financial world, it was, well, how can I get a better rate of return? Okay. Can you do that? Yep, we can do that. Uh, or, or, or the professionals. I am not a financial professional by any stretch of the imagination, but, mm-hmm. but there are those who, who do that. Obviously, uh, we're taking over from one today. Right. But, but I think one of the things that has changed maybe in both industries is in ours, it's more of, well, not can I save a dollar of tax, but how can I just keep more in my, with my family or with the goals that I have or with the entities that I want to support, the charities and, and so forth? You know, overall, how can I have a better result? And I think, you know, in the financial world, a lot of the uh, the clients we see, we've even seen that shift from not what's my rate of return, not like I'm competing on rate of return, but I'm competing on how much hits my checkbook after uh, fees and taxes and this and all those things. And you go, ah, now now maybe that's a better way to, to frame the question and, and to find a solution. What's What is a better result in the long run? What, what, what stays in my family? It's not uh, saving a dollar of tax. Um, if I could save uh, $1 of tax and that was it, that's great. But if I paid a dollar of tax and saved $5 in another area, hey, that's even better. Um, you know, can we do that? And, and I think some of that planning has even gone, you know, longer term. It is, you know, we see much more planning now, I think, for things like second marriages. You know, we have a lot of people who are remarried, but they have uh, family members on each side that they want to support. So it's not just survival of the fittest, like whichever spouse lives longer, they get 100% of everything, and then everything goes to that person's two surviving children, and the children of the person who died first get zero. Uh, you know, people realize that. They see that that happens. Or, or and even if people don't have children, they, it's just my nieces and nephews or my siblings or my charities. So you say, well, wait a minute. Can we do both? Yeah, we can do both. Um, is there a way that I can use all of the assets that we both have to support both of us or to support the surviving spouse entirely and also then uh, benefit the beneficiaries on both sides? Yeah, we can do that. So there's a little bit of planning that goes on ahead of time. There's, And, and I think some of those things you know, didn't happen as much before. I, the other one is um, kind of the even the bigger one is the, the asset protection side of it. You know, it's the long-term care. I think part of that is, you know, uh, the, the, the change in Wisconsin's rules really happened for long-term care and what can you protect. They changed the rules between 2009 and 2014. So that is right smack dab in the middle of 10 years ago was right. kind of in the middle of all that. And uh, what we found was prior to that, you could do a little bit, you could dabble on the edges. Even law firms, you know, you'd have a lot of, a lot more general practice firms and, and they would, you know, they would tell you straight out and say, well, I will, I dabble in that. You know, I understand the concepts and I dabble in that. And we don't have anybody dabble anymore. Like, right. I, I couldn't tell you, I, I don't know if I could, could name any law firm that, that I know of, at least, in, in this part of the state that says, well, I do that a little bit. It's either you do or you don't. And in most cases, they don't. Um, and that, that's really shaped what we do. You know, we do. Uh, so that has become a, a bigger focus, not only just the basic estate planning for families, but the asset protection side has become a much bigger part of it. And, and you brought up an, a, a great point in there I wanted to elaborate on when you said the access to these uh, kinds of services has gone up. You know, the access to the information on the Internet, uh, the access to things like uh, 
you know, even whole websites that are devoted to will make out a will like this for you for, I'm just throwing an arbitrary number out there, a hundred bucks or so. A much smaller dollar amount. Yes. A much smaller dollar amount than, than what you would get at a, at a place like Mm -hmm. the, uh, the Hogan law firm. But I'm guessing uh, with the way that the rules and laws have changed things like that, you know, for some people that might be okay. You might be able to get by with that, but that's probably not the case for everyone. Yeah, I think, you know, that's one of the reasons that uh, that we like having the free initial consultations. You know, and if someone says, we've had a lot of people come in and say, I did this based on, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Susie Orman. And I, th- I think it's wonderful, by the way. That, that someone takes the initiative and does that and says, yeah, I, I, I tried this. And I, now I get I understand more of it now that I've put my feet into it. Um, what am I missing? Uh, or they'll say, I did, uh, I bought something from, you know, we have a wonderful local bookstore here in Wausau. You know, the Yankee bookstore. Just mm-hmm. absolutely love that place. It is an institution. And they said, I bought some a form from there. Um, is that legal? I say, yeah, it's legal. Uh, or I did something else. Absolutely, those things are legal. But it's a little bit like me um, maybe going back to our earlier uh, analogy, it's like me shingling my house. Um, could I do it? Yes. I can find the local uh, home improvement store right. and I can load up the, the Silverado with uh, you know as many shingles and tar paper and whatever it is, and I can watch a YouTube video. Um, I'm not going to know if that works, though, until it <laughs> rains hard one day or maybe until it rains hard about 10 times. And I think similarly to uh, the estate plan, if you know someone certainly can do what what the title of the document you purchase on the internet or at the bookstore is going to be the same title. We really don't know. The only problem with the, you know, the the rainstorm in that case is it's after someone passes away and you can't fix it anymore. Yeah, so. indeed. Seven one five eight four five two one five five is the number to call. We do have somebody on the line. Good morning. You're making financial sense. Who are we talking to? Good morning. Uh, this is Dick. Just I've, I've heard Alan a number of times say that he recommends that people get long term care insurance. And I guess I'd just like to have him talk about the benefits or what. why does he recommend that. And I'll just hang up and listen to your comments. I don't have any specific questions other than the fact that I know it's pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious why he recommends that. Absolutely. No, no thanks for the question, Dick. You know, and I yep. think that is, it, it really ties into our theme. Uh, uh, that's, that's also on my list of 10 uh, about long-term care insurance. So I would say, uh, but how has that changed over the last 10 years? You know, so and for people who don't know, uh, long-term care insurance is just some type of coverage that you can purchase ahead of time that will uh, pay a dollar amount if you ever need long-term care. You say, all right, well, there's the uh, so far so good. And what does that mean? Well, it means if you need uh, assisted living, uh, you know, or if you need full-blown uh, skilled nursing facility care or, or, or skilled, you know, true nursing home care, that then there's a, a dollar amount that in one way or another will pay, will we'll help to either pay for some portion or more of that, offset that cost. And I think, Dick, uh, the reason we love long-term care insurance is because so many people need long-term care, and it's so expensive. It is the type of thing where it's, uh, you know, and, and the numbers uh, have changed, and depending on, on which organization you listen to, uh, but... You know, there's a, an extraordinary amount of people who need long-term care. Uh, I think the one we see more often says that once you turn 65, you know, or a married couple who turns 65, something like two-thirds of couples are going to need at least one spouse in long-term care where it will be out of pocket. And the costs are just staggering. 
the uh, you know the state says the average cost of a nursing home is a little over ninety three hundred dollars a month just for the room and board ninety three hundred out of pocket per month per person just for the the bed and the food the room and board um, you know medication is extra and medication delivery and therapy and, and things so the number that people actually write a check for for true skilled nursing care in this state in this part of the state in our experience has been between ten and eleven thousand and now sometimes more than eleven it's unbelievable. You know, assisted living is, is expensive. It's a little bit less than that if, you, if you're qualifying. So what long-term care insurance does is it, it says that you can, um, uh, you know, pay for something that will, that will pay out money when you are in that situation. The problem with long-term care insurance, I think universally, is what you talked about, Dick. It's the cost. You know, the actuaries of the insurance companies are pretty smart people. They have pretty sharp pencils, and there's a reason that insurance buildings are shiny and they, you know, they're tall and they're shiny and they, right. are, they're all clean. You know, it's it's because those those people can run the numbers, and anything that you know that is likely to occur, and is very expensive, well, the cost to insure against it is going to be just a little bit more expensive than that because they have to, they have to pay for those people and they have to pay for that kind of uh, uh, just the cost of doing business to provide that that service. So I, I think that's the one thing that's changed. 20 years ago, uh, you used to be able to purchase long-term care insurance, pay for it, and then years later, you know, it would pay for you, and you could really see the, the delta on that. You could see the difference on, on what you paid versus what it covers. Um, uh, probably in the 15 to 18 years ago, we noticed a change, and I think they really repriced it. And I don't know exactly the year that happened, but I would say somewhere in that range. They repriced it, and often people said, oh, my gosh, this is so much more expensive than it used to be. That's crazy. Well, if you had, you know, Dick, just think about uh, fire insurance on your house. You know, if you have a house, do you have, uh, you know, fire insurance? And you go, well, yeah, of course. Everybody has fire insurance on their house. Well, why? Well, the average house in in central Wisconsin is $150,000. And if you said, could a retiree, is there, are there any retirees that if their house burnt to the ground without them in it, just just property loss, and they had to rebuild a $150,000 house, could they? You say, well, there's a lot of people around who, who, who have saved that much. Boy, that would be mighty expensive, and that would really change the budget and hurt our retirement. But, but you could, but you still have insurance. Well, with long-term care insurance, you know, if that's ninety-three hundred dollars a month, that's a hundred and ten thousand a year. So now, what if you have a year or two years or three years? Well, now we are into two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand out of pocket. Um, that's extraordinary. But now, if you say two-thirds of couples who hit age 65 are going to have the house burned down. <laughs> Uh-oh, now fire insurance would be almost unaffordable because they, they, they wouldn't pay that out. Well, long-term care insurance, if you knew that that many people, and I don't know the exact number of months or number of years or any of those things, or, or that two-thirds of couples, you know, we've heard that bandied about. But it's, it's one where it happens so often, and, and the, so the insurance coverage is so expensive. That becomes part of the problem. And we can even take more, talk mm-hmm. about this more after the break. Yeah, but absolutely. Get into a deeper dive. But, but Dick, you really touched on um, a, a very salient topic this day and age. So again, 715-845-2155 is the number to call. I do see we have somebody on the line looking to get in. If you hang on, we will get to your question uh, after the news here on WSAU. 
It is 8.39 on this Saturday morning, mostly cloudy skies outside the WSAU studios as we are making financial sense on WSAU and online at WSAU.com as well. Uh, Alan Holgum joining us this week from the Hogan Law Firm. Again, Merle under the weather. We were, He was supposed to be back this week. We had a best of show last week. Not going to get around to, uh, to hearing from him again until next week now, of course, God willing. So, uh, Alan joining us here on what's been, uh, again, a significant uh, a milestone for his business. Absolutely. He's at the 10-year anniversary uh, of the uh, charter being granted uh, here in Wausau. You know, uh, everybody knows, you know, we've kind of been talking about how unapproachable uh, the legal aspect of some of these things can seem sometimes and how your uh, initial goal, obviously, is to kind of take that, uh, take some of that uh, uneasiness away from the from the clients. You know, for me, part of what makes uh, the the whole law realm, and and we're talking about the realm in the the giant uh, ten thousand foot view of it, unapproachable, is because uh, you you never know really what the words that are being spoken by lawyers actually mean. <laughs> uh, you know, you can have a case that is dismissed without prejudice, but that actually means that the case then. Uh, could come back at some point, or do I have that the other way no, around? You have it right. If, if you have the it right. case is yeah. dismissed with what is what's the most Latin over my head law term that you can uh, that you can throw out there right now? Well, you know, I used, my license plate used to say a fortiori, uh, just because you know. Now you're now you're just making stuff up. I, I'm telling you that was the license plate of a uh, a Pontiac Grand Prix in the okay. area about 20 years ago, but uh, just for fun. But no, I, I would say there are. Um, even in the law, one of the things that, that we – I'll give you a great example. One of the things that we do is we draft legal documents so you can read them. So so okay. re- normal people can read them. And, and I say normal people in a good way. You know, just, right. That's it. You know, I grew up on a farm. I grew up on a 40-acre hobby farm over in Edgar. And uh, I want to make sure that, that I could have read it or, or my neighbors can or my best friends or, or my peers or just people in our – anything. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's always the most fun reading. Mm-hmm. But you can read it and understand it. And if people say, well, sometimes they'll take a look. No matter what legal document you draft, say, why is it that thick? <laughs> why is it that many pages? I just tell them, I can do I can do this in half the pages if you want me to. It's going to be not twice as hard to read. It'll be ten times as hard to read. It'll be just exactly as legal as it is, but it'll be half the pages, and it'll be easier to carry. And they get a big <laughs> smile on their face like, all right, we're fine. We're good. Yeah. And, and I, but I think there's a, that's a part of it. Yeah. You know, and it's, it is um, the, the access of legal work, of good legal work, and, and how that impacts people and how it benefits people. I, you know, I think a lot of that is get rid of the, the Latin words. Get rid of the... The writ um, of this. All, all of those things. You know, it's the party of the first part and the party of the second part. Yeah. That, why would you write like that? Like, honestly, why would you do that? It, and I think there's a, a touch of it, and if I had to guess, is there's a, not an elitism to it, but there's a, a justifying your existence. If Sometimes I think lawyers are concerned if we draft something that is, it seems just kind of basic and understandable that no one will need lawyers. Like, we won't have a, a purpose anymore. <laughs> and I think that's ridiculous. I think it's it's one of those where if you can draft something that is meaningful and also understandable, people get it. You know, people mm-hmm. understand the benefit of it. And if you say, here's the result. Like, we don't care what the... You know, I, I always talk to people. They say, I need one of these things, right? I've heard about this, or I need one of those. I'm like, we're not worried about the product. You don't need a product. You don't need a thing. You don't need a, you know, it's, it's what are you trying to accomplish? What is your goal? 
we always, always, always start every single client with what is your goal? And if they say, um, well, I need this thing, like, wait a minute, we'll, we'll get to that. But, but what's your goal? What are you trying to accomplish? Well, I want to make it easier for my family. Oh, that's a goal. I want to make it easier for my spouse, or I want to protect my spouse, or I make it easier if both of us pass away, or if I'm single, who's going to do the stuff? And, and, and I still, I joke with people, I have a list of goals, not once in 24 years of my career or 10 years of uh, Hogan Law Firm existence, not once has anyone ever come in and said, I want to make everything we do um, more expensive, more complicated, <laughs> more difficult to understand. Right. No one's ever said that. They do it the opposite. Can we make this easier? You know, and even that's led to the evolution of the team. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about it. There were three of us, you know, 10 years ago. And, uh, uh, you know, if you include my wife, Tracy, it, it was four. You know, it was kind of part of the team because she was with me over that weekend because uh, 10 years ago, uh, March 25th of 2013 was a Monday. I think if we go back and take a look at the calendar. Sure. And uh, we needed chairs. So we're putting chairs together over the weekend. And, you know, we're, we're <laughs> getting furniture over the weekend because right. we had clients that first day, that first Monday, March 25th. Um, one o'clock. We we figured we'll get the morning, and we had a first client at one o'clock in the afternoon on March twenty fifth of twenty thirteen. So, uh, but but part of it is the the team has grown just because we've been able to understand the questions. You know, now we have there's not one attorney, there's four attorneys, and maybe some people don't want to deal with um, me. They they like Sarah mm-hmm. or or Amanda or Tracy. So we have Tracy, my wife Tracy, and attorney Tracy. You know, we have to keep that straight. Yeah. Um, uh, and then other people say, well, wait a minute, maybe I don't need an attorney. I want to talk about how do I protect, you know, my family at, um, if, if we do need long-term care. It's a great example. So we have Kat. Kat is an expert in that. Kat is, is better than, Kat is better than, than any attorney I know of um, in explaining that and, and being understandable and being compassionate about it in a, in a really difficult time. And then we go back and, and now sometimes people call Kat and they say, well, we want to plan for that. We don't have a crisis happening. We want to plan for it. She's great. She's phenomenal. Um, and then Zoe, you know, is mm-hmm. kind of keeps the whole troop coordinated and kind of sees the bigger picture. Well, well, we didn't have uh, Sarah, Amanda, Tracy, Kat, and Zoe ten years ago. Um, right. You know, we had Mindy, <laughs> and Mindy, <laughs> so. and she's still there. So if uh, uh, lest be, uh, uh, she's added to her family. Though so we have a mm-hmm. new generation in Mindy's family, <laughs> we won't talk about, but right. uh, in a celebration. But it, it's the kind of thing where I think you know, as that has evolved, and there, there's there's many more. We have twenty some people now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, so and, as that has evolved, um, you know, you'd say, can we keep it? Can we keep the Latin out of it? Mm-hmm. Well, Kat doesn't write in Latin, and you know, and 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 frankly, I, I try not to either, and and really, I don't. Um, it's it's can we write in in just regular Wisconsin English that we can yeah. read and is effective and and produces a result and it's it's uh it's very gratifying it's a great career 715-845-2155 is the number to call we do have somebody on the line right now looking to uh get a question in with alan good morning you're making financial sense with alan hogan who are we talking to today brian morning brian morning uh i'm uh got a question on uh when you hit that required minimum distribution age for uh taking money out of a ira uh I'm told there's a place, there's a way you can take uh, your your distributions and put them right into charity, and then you don't have to pay tax on that. And I'm wondering, I, I think it's federal tax, but I'm wondering, does the state follow the same program as a federal on that? So, I guess you can take out a, like up to 100000 a year and transfer it right from your IRA to a charity, and uh, and then you won't have to 
suffer the 30 or 40 percent tax? Yeah, Brian, uh, it's a fantastic question, and this is one of the things that has changed in the last 10 years, so perfect day. We even educate um, our clients. We kind of have an ongoing uh, client education process that we do just so we didn't deal with someone eight years ago, and then there was a huge tax law change four years ago, and they don't know about it. So, Brian, what you're talking about, it's called a, a QCD. So if you ever look it up, it's a Qualified Charitable Deduction. So what happened was, I believe in 2017, we had uh, some major tax changes to the standard deduction. And, and really what it did were the people who used to itemize on their income taxes. And I promise, Brian, we're, we're going to bring this, uh, this ship uh, in, uh, for a okay. landing. But, but All right. it starts in 2017. So prior to 2017, a lot more people used to itemize, especially if you had uh, a mortgage and you had mortgage interest. Um, the uh, state and local uh, income taxes, uh, uh, the, the property tax, you know, for us, it's more about state income tax, uh, uh, property taxes, mortgage interest, charitable deductions. Those are probably the big four um, and some others. But what you do is you could itemize your deductions. And then as a part of that, then every extra dollar you gave to the church or the charity or the, the, you know, the, the women's shelter, or the food pantry, you know, you could deduct that. Well, what happened is in 2017, they, they increased the standard deduction uh, to a point where something like 90-something percent of people now take the standard deduction. And even more, I, I believe, is in the case for, you know, people retired or, or post-RMD age. So uh, just because, you know, you're kind of out of the, the mortgage interest and, and all those kinds of things. Uh, so what happens is uh, if you give money to charity, then the concern was that that would go down, that people would stop giving to charity if it wasn't deductible. Now, thankfully, we have a more compassionate society and we realize that giving to charity has its has its benefit. Oh, by the way, if you get a tax benefit, that's great. But but give to charity number one. So that's fantastic. But if you do want to um, uh, take advantage of that, they did change it. So Congress did say we have this QCD, this qualified charitable deduction that says now once you get past. And I don't know, Brian. The only thing that uh, I don't know is if this is is the same as the RMD age. I believe, and double check me on this, and we could probably pull it on the internet over the break. Um, that you can start this at age 70 and a half, which was the old age when you used to have to start taking money out of your traditional IRAs and traditional 401ks. They would say you have to take it out whether you want to or not. Well, they've since raised that age. to Now we're at 73. So you don't have to take money out of your traditional IRA or traditional 401k until you turn 73. And that will be gradually going up to age 75 over the next decade. So so for people out there, you don't have to take it out of your traditional accounts until you're 73. But I, I believe, and, and we can double-check this, that you might be able to get this QCD at 70 and a half. And what it means is you can give money to charity, and, and if it comes directly from your IRA or directly from your traditional IRA, traditional 401k type accounts, your, your qualified accounts, that then you can uh, deduct that off of your income taxes and take the full standard deduction on top of that. So you are having your cake and eating it too. And and it is just because whether we, we like Congress or government or any of those kinds of things, um, it is one that I think they got right in that they still want to give you an incentive. But I believe then you also, that also follows for the state. So it is for oh. state and uh, federal income tax. And we might have to grab a CPA to confirm these things, I'd say. Right. Um, <laughs> well, we can double check it. But but yeah, I think okay. they didn't go ahead and do it. And then, but if, if you really want to get down to brass tax, um, ask the CPA and, and they can confirm. So. Okay. We'll see if we can contact one before the end of the show, but that might be a little <laughs> bit of a tight time frame. Right. So, thanks for the call, Brian. I think All it's right. wonderful. Yeah, thank You're you. Right thank place. you. 
Yep, absolutely. Again, 715-845-2155 is the number to call. We do have a couple of phone lines uh, that are open right now. But uh, again, uh, this is a chance for you to to get uh, sit down and uh, talk with Alan the uh, and get again some of this great advice at a at a non billable hour. So if you've got any questions, feel free to give us a call 715-845-2155. We will take a quick break for this day with Chris Conley, but we will come back with more with Alan Holgum after this. It is 8.54 on this Saturday morning, mostly cloudy skies, a bit breezy outside right now on our way to a daytime high of 42. I am WSAU News Director Mike Leishner. He is uh, Alan Holgum, and we are making financial sense here on this uh, Saturday morning. Uh, just getting ready to wrap up the show, so we do have time for a, a couple of quick callers. If you've got a question uh, for Alan regarding uh, something in the legal sense of your retirement or how you'd like to manage your assets, uh, that is 715-845-2155, and we do have somebody on the line right now. Good morning. You're on with uh, Alan Holcomb here on Making Financial Sense. Who are we talking to? Hi, my name is Tom. Morning, Tom. Good morning, gentlemen. Um, I have a quick question. Um, I have a – this is a tax-related, I guess. I'm uh, semi-retired, um, so I do, a, I do some part-time work on the side, and I collect Social Security – um, however, I, I'm after the correct withholding rate of federal tax to take off of that social security, um, as I work and I understand that there's, there's minimum levels or a maximum level. Um, my wife works full time, so I'm trying to find that happy medium where at the, every year we don't have to pay, you know, an exorbitant amount of federal tax on our joint return can you be of assistance you know i think uh so tom uh i think the answer is uh, can we figure out a way to do this yes um can we do it in the next uh three and a half minutes minutes? probably not uh, without (laughs) a lot more detail but i think this is one where uh, uh i'm guessing do you do your taxes yourself tom no uh, um well we're, we're new to the area so currently we do turbo tax okay yeah, I think one of the things I would do is I would get a, a local CPA. There's plenty of time to do that before April 15th. And maybe you say, well, or they could even check over what you did on TurboTax. Um, I, I think a CPA, a good CPA, is worth their weight in gold. Um, they okay. will absolutely save you more money. You know, this gets back to, you know, even Brian's question from before when he talked about the QCD and the qualified charitable deduction. You know, a good yeah. CPA is not someone who just plugs your numbers in. And, and there's nothing wrong with, with TurboTax, but a little bit of that is like, just doing your legal documents off of the internet too. It's, it only gives you spits back out what you put into it. And sometimes it's the question that they don't ask that is the most impactful. Um, And we have, uh, we are um, fortunate to have a a great group of, of accounting professionals in this area. And this section, where where would I turn? I mean, where we don't know where to turn to, to, you know, to even start to find a good one. What Um, I would do is you could even give us, give our office a call, um, Tomorrow morning, or not tomorrow morning, Monday morning. <laughs> Monday, um, Monday morning. And, and we'll we'll help you out with that, just kind of depending on your situation. It'll be a, a three-minute phone call, and, and we okay. can point you in the right direction. But but I would say, yeah, talk to them, and there is they can just do the math and say, hey, here's here's the sweet spot. If you work past that, maybe it's because you like it, but but you're going to get taxed much more heavily if you earn over X dollars, and you will have, right. a, I think, a, a much clearer um, uh, kind of answer. Okay. So, no, I'll, not a problem I'll, at all. And, and to answer I'll Brian's call. question, too, um, yeah, we did take a look at we did some some crack 
internet research. <laughs> right. So yeah, for that QCD, I believe it's after age 70 and a half. Uh, so your your required minimum distributions on your traditional retirement accounts is age 73 now, but you can take advantage of the QCD still at 70 and a half. Um, if, and it's the $100,000 limit. If you're married, I believe you both can take 100000 So uh, it, it's a, a, a great win. So um, it's a good good calls, good questions today. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, we're into the final minute or so here of the show. Again, uh, for those of you just joining us, uh, Alan's 10-year anniversary in business is today. And, of course, we are honored that he's choosing to spend that with us here at okay. WSAU, which is exactly where he wants to be. I think today. Alan's yes. uh, 24th anniversary in, in, in the legal <laughs> business is coming up sometime this year, which I don't really celebrate, but I we do celebrate the 10th anniversary of the Haugam Law Firm. Yeah. And I think part of it, Mike, too, is it's the team. You know, it is, if it was just me sitting behind a desk or a chair or, or whatever it is, you know, the amount being that we could accomplish is is very tiny. It is really the team. It is uh, the, the people that we have. Um, we have an, an exceptional group of people. They're they're very good at what they do. They're they're good people. They're they're skilled in how they can convey that, you know, the the, the mm-hmm. goals to people. Um, but it's it we just we just have a, a great group of people, and it's intentional. You know, I mean, that's the that has been every time that that someone joins our team, we say we want this to be someone who is exceptional. And if they're not, then we'll wait until we find someone who is. And we have been fortunate to uh, um, attract. That uh, are just a, a tremendous group of professionals. Okay. And, and quickly, in the time that we have left, Alan, how do they get a hold of you uh, if they do want to get a hold of you on well, Monday I'd say morning? the easiest uh, number for either our WASA or our Rhinelander locations, we've got our two locations. The easiest number is area code 715-843-5001. 715-843-5001. Or on the internet at haugumlaw.com. H-O-U. G-U-M-L-A-W, HaugumLaw.com. Well, we appreciate you pinch hitting today. Merle will be back next week here yep. on Making Financial thank Sense. Thank you, Mike, and thank you to everyone who's uh, worked with us and in, in our team for the last 10 years.